ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Horror. Greetings, viewers and listeners. Meat Hook Jim here, the Wrestle Horror Podcast. With me, as always, my co-host Donnie Hoover. Donnie, what's going on? Oh man, doing good. What's happening? Uh, I was going to ask you, did uh, Pennywise get you today or what? I mean, I see him nah, back there. It's well, like... the, bo- I keep gra- the balloon keeps grabbing on my shirt, so I'll try to slide by it because there's not a lot of space, but the daggone balloon sticks to my shirt. <laughs> it like tugs on me, so it feels like he's pulling me. <laughs> on this episode of Wrestle Horror, we uh, reached out to uh, several people in the horror industry and I was responded to by a gentleman here. He's an author. His name is Tom Bradley. And I love his way of looking at horror. Tom, welcome to Wrestle Horror. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's a real pleasure to be here. Um, I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you guys. And we appreciate you reaching out to us. You know, it's not always wrestling. This is time it's horror because Donnie and I are both big horror fans, haunted attraction fans, things like that. Tom, I have to ask you, I've looked at your, I've looked at your bio and everything. What prompted you to start writing horror? Uh, um, Well, I started early on when I was younger. Of course, that really didn't go anywhere. I wasn't any good at it (laughs) for one thing, (laughs) but um, I just, I caught on to the genre and it's, if you ask me, why did horror grab you? It's like asking, why do you like blue as opposed to red? It's just something inside you from the first time, I I guess I saw King Kong and it scared the bejeebies out of me. (laughs) Um, And then you know, Bella Lugosi's Dracula. And then I saw every B movie there was with Vincent Price and Chris, uh, you name it. Um, it just, it was something that spoke to me. And I don't know what that says about me, but, um, and then uh, a turn of events happened and I had written a little more seriously. And all of a sudden I had the opportunity when um, I retired to write full time and it just started coming out and it kept going. So it was just kind of a serendipitous thing that had been spurred years ago. And when I had the opportunity, I just kept moving along with it. Well, you know, uh, I, I've got to say, I, I, I'm a little bit, I, I'm not quite sure if I, I'm going to word this properly, but I feel like I'm a little, your background, this is what bugs me. <laughs> uh, you served in the Army Medical Corridor in Vietnam, and you have a degree in microbiology. And you've done work in virology. I mean, how does that all turn into horror? <laughs> well, um, we're, we're kind of living one of those situations right now with COVID. So, uh, true, true. Okay, I'll buy that. <laughs> uh, it's... it's um, the, the, it gives me a great background for turning the horror to turning the reader into that suspension of disbelief because my background in medicine and sciences gives me a kind of edge when I add a little bit of detail here and there. Um, at least that's what I use it for. And, and it, it, 
spurs some ideas from time to time. Um, one of the books I'm working on is more of a sci-fi horror than a, than a general horror. So, um, which came out and, and one of the books that I've published primordia came out of the virus, um, experience. Okay. Um, Very neat. Yeah, I was uh, I was looking at all your uh, the synopsises of all your books too uh, at lunch today, and I was really fascinated by Shadow Demon. Ah, that was that was a very interesting work for me um, because uh, I, I don't know where the idea came from originally, and but I thought, what if I did something? with the native American culture that is in my area. So I reached out to, um, chief Bob Ruth of the Lenape nation. And we had several, um, email exchanges and conversations as I worked throughout this book so that I could keep it, keeping in mind, this is a work of fiction. So it's not tied exactly to Lenape tradition, but, Sure. Some of their traditions that I mentioned and the uh, the words and um, phrases that are in there, uh, I gathered from him and the Lenape Dictionary, which you can find online. Um, it was a very, very interesting work for me, uh, research-wise. I, I enjoyed that the most. And one of the things I'm proud about is I'm not much of an outgoing person as far as reaching out to people. So that was a big step for me to contact him and say, Hey, you don't know me. I'm not, you know, Stephen King. So, you know, I'm Mr. Nobody right now. Would you mind sitting down and talking to me about your tribe, your customers, your customs um, so that I get it right. And I do not disparage anything. So in, in that sense, it was a really interesting, interesting work for me. Okay. Yeah, the, uh, I'm actually I'm going to order the book because uh, it, the synopsis had me captured. So I'm going to read it, and I'm, I'm looking. Anx- I'm anxious to read it. Oh, I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, and you've got quite a few books uh, besides Primordia and uh, Shadow Demon, uh, and you've also started. It looks like you started with the Vampire Mega Pack. Is that when you really started uh, publishing? No, actually, I started. I did a short story. Um, back in 2011 and I sold it to a print magazine at the time, which is now okay. a business called horror and words. And that surprised me that I had written this short story and all of a sudden I got it sold. Uh, and then later I got this call for submissions for reprints. So I sent this to John Bettencourt of uh, the Wildside Press, and he said, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely, I'm going to buy it. I love the story. And from that time on, I just said, okay, well, maybe I do have a shot at this, and I- I'll just keep going. Because um, actually, that story in the Vampire Mega Pack, I wrote a sequel to it and then put them together in a single novella called Sundown Rising. Okay. But that's kind of where I got started that maybe, you know, this is aside from being fun, this, this might be something I can actually do. Sure. Donnie, any questions for Tom? Um, yeah, I had, I had a couple. Um, 
and this, you know, first off, I have a hundred percent complete respect for you as a horror writer, because a little quick backstory on me. Um, I, I'm a professional wrestler. I was a professional wrestler back in the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, I, I, I stepped away from wrestling for a little bit. And as I did that, I came up with the idea of trying to take my wrestling character and turn him into a horror character. Cool. So I, like I said, I'd have no background in writing or anything. So uh, long story short, after probably two years, I had like the outline, sort of the idea of the story of how I turned him, everything that happened. But then I just had to fill in the blanks and that's where it still sits. Or if I five or six years later and every time I'm like, man, I'm, I need to start, you know, going back to that. And, and I think it's like imposter syndrome to where I don't think I'm a good writer. So uh, I get there and I kind of freeze up, but so, I mean, I got a, probably a quarter away, maybe, maybe 40% done. <laughs> so Okay. Well, keep grinding it out. You're yeah, gonna, so, the more you write, the better you're going to get. Yeah. So I understand like completely how, how hard it can be and how difficult and taxing it can be. So yeah, a lot of respect for you for that. Uh-huh. And uh, another thing that I noticed about your, you like to tie your novels together. Yeah. And like one leads into the other. And, Sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I think that's also a great way to do it. And uh, to get the full story, just like you said, you have a novella, novella, and all that. And uh, so, when you do that, when you combine the books, do you plan all of that ahead of time? Like, do you no, say, I, or do you just take book one and then think of a new one to tie into it? I'm a what they call a panster, which there's plotters and pansters. I'm a panster. I fly by the seat of my pants. <laughs> I may get um, a, a, the idea for a book may come for something as simple as a title. It'll pop into my head. Mm-hmm. Um, Blood Tracks is a prime example of that. It, I thought, Blood Tracks, what can I do with that that's different? So I turned it into a railroad vampire. I took a character from Relic of the Damned, a priest, who, and I, from his experiences in that, I made him lose his faith get lost in the bottle and be tramping around as a hobo when he comes across a vampire that wants him and <laughs> developed it from that. So that kind of came from, from just thinking, what can I do with the words blood tracks as a title? Mm. Okay. But I don't generally plan out. Okay. If this book is actually, I am in one sense, I just started a new I'm almost finished the first book of a brand new series that I hope to release before the end of the year, but I'm not sure yet. Um, and you can think of that as, um, I don't know how far back you go, but uh, you can think of that as a kind of um, the man from uncle meets supernatural type thing. Yeah. So, um, it's, so those will be tied together in a series, but uh, generally I may pick, characters to add from one book to another but i don't plan them all out in a row so that mm. it, it flows evenly well, that's, that's good to know i was like i honestly didn't know how that how that worked i guess it could go either way either you plan them out or you just wing it <laughs> yep yep and a lot of times i'll get to three quarters uh three quarters through the novel and i'll have to stop and say okay from this point on, I really have to plan out. It has to have a decent ending. Letting my characters dictate how the first two thirds of the book go is great. But if I let them run away on me, the book will be it. It'll it'll go on forever, and I'll never finish it. And that's the hardest part for me because then 
the ending has to not only make sense, but be worth the reader's time to read. You know, he's just, he shot the guy, he's dead, the end. Right. <laughs> that doesn't work. Yeah. Now, do you plan out a full outline or do you, like you said, you're a you know, fly by no. the seat of your pants guy, you just go for it? I just go for it. I will get, um, I'll get an idea for a novel. Um, what happens if, what if is usually the beginning for almost every writer, I think, uh, especially horror writers. What if this occurred? And then I'd say, what kind of characters do I need for this? Do I need a cop? Do I need a priest or whatever? Who's my main character going to be? And then I'll just write the first paragraph and set it in motion and let my characters interplay and carry the book along until I get to that point where I have to say, now I need to finish to plot out the last part so that it it's there's continuity throughout and it's not just gibberish and uh, contrived. Very cool. So my question for you, Tom, is, again, I'm going over your your works here. And what I've noticed here is you've really covered a lot of different or several different subgenres of horror. I mean, you've done the the Native American, you've done the vampire, and I see uh, something related to witches and the occult. Um. I mean, how comfortable are you, and in the sci-fi, how comfortable with are you, are you with shifting through these subgenres? I mean, obviously, you seem to be comfortable. Uh, actually, I'm I'm pretty comfortable. Um, the, I think the reason is goes back to I have spent, as I said, I started out watching just about every horror movie there was, which had every iteration from. Uh, Dracula, the creature from the Black Lagoon, the werewolves, um, uh, witches, um, demons, and it kind of just, it it just pops for me. So it's not anything I really think about that, uh, if I'm going to write about this, okay, I might have to do a little research here and there. Um, The current book I'm I'm writing now has um, some witches in it, and I had to go back and do some uh, research on tarot cards because I know absolutely nothing about that and I don't believe in you know just you know it said this because of this and this I I need to know if somebody who does these things reads it and that's going to say I oh, know that, that's a bunch of horse hooey <laughs> so wow. um, uh, you, you, I got to put in the research on some ends of it too sure well it's a shame we didn't know each other sooner because I am actually a witch oh oh okay all right, and you're scaring I, me now. I have a I have a beautiful set of tarot cards. Oh wow! See, I, I should have known you earlier. It would have made things <laughs> a lot easier. Now I've got Donnie creeped out because he didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. Uh, not much really creeps me out. Well, yeah, guess what? <laughs> I'm I I, I, I am one hundred percent Wiccan. Wiccan, okay. Yes. Um, I'm a, I have a good friend whose wife is a Wiccan. Okay. So, um, My wife and I both are Wiccan, so. Oh, that's very cool. See, wow. now that's the kind of stuff I needed to learn because I knew nothing about you lay out a tarot card. What's it mean if it's upside down? What's it mean if right. it's right side up? What are the layouts? Is it a simple cross? Is it, 
Yeah, right. the, that's the kind of stuff See? I had to do the research because exactly. I knew nothing about, and I wasn't just going to say, you know, they put the cards out on the table and it said. You know, the funny thing is I said I'd never out myself on on public broadcast, and I just did. So, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, I guess. It, you can always edit if you have to, I guess. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it's too late for that because uh, Donnie knows, so I'm doomed. <laughs> Telling everybody. Telling everybody. <laughs> you guys are great. <laughs> So, uh, Tom, I'm sorry, Donnie, did you have something to say? Yeah, I wanted to uh, pick his brain about his style of writing real quick, and, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Because uh, I'm, I'm a slasher fan, and I've, I've said that many times on here. I love the old 80s campy slasher films. You know, anything, anything that's slasher, I'm into. And when I was doing research on you and stuff, you said that you weren't so much into the slasher stuff. You was more psychological. And and to give you credit, you actually made me realize something about myself while doing that. And so I started thinking about that. And I remember a time it's been, like I said, my, I have like short-term memory on some things. So I lose my memory a lot. <laughs> but I was reading a book. I, I do remember it was by J.A. Conrath. And uh, it was probably five, six, seven years ago. And there was a part of the story because I'm I mainly read like uh, nonfiction. I'm not really a big fiction reader, so I started reading his work. And I was I remember reading the book, and there was a scene in one of his books. It was like a pandemic, and and the military was gathering up all the people to take them to this one center location, and uh, they were killing the people that were non-responsive or you know not and that kind of thing. And there was a one scene that I remember reading to where the guy or the person looked into the bedroom. Uh, they were, they broke into this house to get all the people out. And the guy looked into the bedroom and one of the military corpse or not corpse guys, but one of the military monsters or whatever was uh, slow dancing in this bedroom with the, with the half body of the guy's grandmother. Oh God. And just like when I started visualizing that, and I guess I said nothing really creeps me out, but I guess in this case I'm wrong. I just I just uh, proved myself wrong. But when I read that and I got that visual, the psychological part, it kind of like gave me chills. And I was like, now that shit's creepy. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. so, so, I, I have mean, to agree. Yeah. So, I mean, it made me realize like when, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, I was like psychological stuff, you know, works real good. You know, it, you don't have to show everything. You just let the mind wander. Cause like I said, all kind of weird stuff like went through my head when I, when I read that and I saw the visual in my mind. And uh, so what's your thought process on that and your beliefs and all that? Well, as I, I, I said a little bit earlier, I, I think there's a time and a place for your slasher too. I mean, I've had, I have it in my book where somebody can, it can get pretty brutal, but mm. not every, not every scene needs to be for me. I mean, there are people like yourself who gobble that stuff up and that's just not my, my take on it. Mm. Um, so there is a time and a place for it. And I've used it. There, there's some pretty brutal scenes in relic of the damned where the guy's intestines are coming out. So mm-hmm. that tells you that I'm not a, averse to using it. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think for me, it's if I can find words that are going to make you to think and envision something, then something horrible then you may envision it even more horrible than i could describe 
what you read. So if I can set you up to scare yourself, that works better for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like I said, and with that example I gave you, that's exactly what happened to me. I was just reading it, you know, like going through the normal. And then as soon as I read that part and the the vision popped in my head, I was like, holy crap. <laughs> it was like, you know, and it got and it got me. So yeah, I totally understand it, and then uh, made so it made me learn something about myself. You know, researching that. I mean, for me, it's like I, I think sometimes I, I've watched things where it's, it's something is as simple as a look. Um, I, I used to watch the old. Uh, to me, I love Dracula, but to me, the ultimate vampire was Jonathan Frid's. Um, Barnabas Collins from the old Dark Shadows series. I agree. And, and he wasn't, if you go back and look at that, yeah, he'd he'd show his teeth, and but there was that look that he had. He had this innate look of scare you to death just by looking at you. He didn't even mm-hmm. have to do anything. And that's what I try to get in my writing. I try to get just the right words to take you to the edge and then let your brain finish, finish the picture for you. I absolutely love that mindset. That just, Mm -hmm. that is just the, the signature of a true horror writer. And I, I can appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I know there's a question that Donnie always asks of our guests, (laughs) Uh, and this ought to be actually very creative considering you're a horror writer. So, Donnie, I'm going to let you take this. All right. Yeah, we ask every person that we interview here now and uh, say, you are the main character in your own horror film. What is your go-to kill? What is my go-to kill? Ah. Uh, hmm. That's that's a tough question because it would depend on the situation, but um, de- depending on what kind of entity I'm dealing with, uh, I've, I'm pretty comfortable with a, a Beretta nine millimeter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, quick and easy, huh? <laughs> yeah, if that works. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm not averse to a stake through the heart either, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) So, Tom, um, please tell our listeners and our viewers how they can find out more about you, social media, Amazon, all that good stuff. Ah, okay. Well, um, I'm on, uh, as you you said, uh, you can find me through uh, Amazon um, dot com and you can use uh, Thomas A. Bradley author and that'll take you to uh, my page. I hope. Uh, I'm also on uh, Facebook, Thomas A. Bradley, and I have a website, which is www.thomasabradley.com. So there's a kind of consistency here. I'm I'm not on Twitter. Uh, I'm not much for that kind of a thing. Um, As you can see, I can be long-winded, so Twitter doesn't work for me. (laughs) (laughs) But most authors are long-winded, and that's okay. We're good with long-winded. That works for us mostly. <laughs> but I've got to say, um, really fascinating stuff. I'm looking forward to reading your work. Um, I, I, I'm intrigued, and that's the main thing, is you've really intrigued me here. So I'm going to start with uh, the first one, and I'm going to go from there. Well, good luck. I, I, I really hope you enjoy them. Um, 
and uh, y- you have my email. Uh, if you don't, let me know. I mean, and I, I mean that sincerely because as an author, I, I get, I learn more from the things that you didn't like than I do from the things that you did. Okay. The things that you like, I already got down, apparently. The things you didn't like, I need to work on. Sure. Yep. Okay. Well, I will definitely let you know how I feel, and uh, I will go ahead and friend you on Facebook. Um, oh, you, you uh, Jim Millspa, so just so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not just Meat Hook Jim, but... <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure whether I should call you Mr. Meat Hook or... <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hook. Uh, uh, that's, that's just the personality you can see. Uh, you know, just to throw in a little wrestling before we close out this show. Yeah, yeah. Um, Donnie is a retired professional wrestler. He owns his pro- own promotion. I am his ring announcer. Oh, so. excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent. <laughs> well, I hope you're really successful with that. I mean, I, I'm enjoying this stuff. Like I said, I'm going to check out even more of your podcasts. I've had a, uh, some time to check out a few of them, and they were uh, really interesting. So, uh, as I said, I wasn't much into wrestling, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm starting to get a little hooked here listening to some of this stuff. So I don't know. <laughs> you might've created your own demon. Yeah. <laughs> we'll our, take it. <laughs> that's, our, that's our goal. Wrestling horror and haunted attractions is yep. very similar. So yeah, they all blend together. <laughs> yeah. Very unique take on things. I gotta say. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Tom. Um, for my co-host Donnie Hoover, I'm Meat Hook Jim with our special guest Tom Bradley. Check out his stuff on Amazon. Give him a chance. I can't wait to read his first book, and I'm going to go from there. This is the Wrestle Horror Podcast. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media outlets: Facebook.com/WrestleHorror, Instagram at WrestleHorror, Twitter at WrestleHorror on our YouTube channel, the Wrestle Horror Channel. Also, you can find us at www.wrestlehorror.com. Oh,